welcome to Devotions. I'm Sharice and I'm on team here at Father's House and I'm so glad to be sharing with you on Devotions this morning. I shared on this principle a couple of weeks ago when speaking on giving at one of our AM services and the principle really stuck with me and I'd like to elaborate on it and share with you this morning. Our oldest daughter, Nova, is a planner. She likes to plan things out, know exactly what the next step is and have all her ducks in a row. The other evening, we were sitting around the dinner table and discussing having a family of friends come over for dinner. I could see very quickly that she was doing the sums in her head and realized that there would be more people than there are chairs around the table. And she started asking questions like, where will so-and-so sit? And will there be space for me at the table? Those were questions, but they started to sound a little bit like excuses. And this led me to thinking about a very well-known scripture in Matthew 14, we all know it, it's Jesus feeding the 5,000, but I want to focus a little bit on the part of the passage before that. From verse 15, it says, Later that afternoon, the disciples came to Jesus and said, It's going to be dark soon and the people are getting hungry, but there's nothing to eat here in this desolate place. You should send them away to the nearby villages to buy themselves something to eat. They don't need to leave, Jesus responds to them. You can give them something to eat. The disciples answered, but all we have is five barley loaves and two fish. Jesus says to them then, you give them something to eat. My first point that I want to cover this morning is called excuses, excuses. In verse 17, we see the disciples making excuses in the very presence of Jesus. They were right with him, close to him, and lapping up faith from him, but still they had excuses. It's almost a natural response in us as humans to find a reason not to do something that perhaps we feel prompted to. It may be impractical, it might cost us something, it might just make things more difficult for ourselves, but to be honest, that's not a good enough reason not to do something. If we only made plans according to what we see with our eyes, in this case, the disciples seeing that there wasn't enough food and there were way more people than there was food available, if we only made plans according to what our eyes saw, then we wouldn't be able to enjoy the joy that comes with having faith in Jesus. A lot of the time, if not all of the time, putting our faith in Jesus and acting out that faith is not an easy thing to do. But scripture tells us that faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. My second point goes around a meme that I saw the other day online, speaking about parenting. It said, um, someone told me that parenting was easy peasy, lemon squeezy, but it's actually difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. It must have been a difficult thing for the disciples to do something that their eyes told us was impossible. How do you feed over 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish? It would have been awkward, but it would have been easier for them to tell the people to just leave. And in fact, the disciples told Jesus, you tell them to go. I'm sure it was difficult for them to go to the crowd. Scriptures tell us that there were 5,000 men, excluding women and children. So we know that there were well over 5,000 people there. They would have had to go to them and tell them to stick around. Food was coming. We read in the passage that the disciples call it a desolate place. So it would have been evident to many people there, if not everyone, that to feed them all would have been virtually impossible. Oh, but not for God. My third and final point is he is sovereign. The thing about God is that he always comes through. Even if what you have is only enough for you, somehow through his sovereignty, he will make it enough for you and for others. 
We read in the passage later on that everyone ate and had their full share and that there were baskets and baskets full left over of food after everyone had eaten. The wonderful thing about our faith in action is that it edifies us and it edifies the people that we are in contact with. But God in his sovereignty will make it enough for others to feed from, if you will, um, in time to come. I love the scripture in Ephesians, and I want to leave you with it. Ephesians 3 verse 20 from the message, it says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So I guess my question to you today is, what is the spirit deeply and gently prompting you to do? Is it something that seems impractical or something that seems like it might cost you something? Not only monetarily, I just mean time-wise or um, putting yourself out there a little bit, causing you to have to be bold. What is it that the Spirit is gently prompting you to do? I pray for you this morning that you will have faith enough to pursue it, that you will have peace as you pursue it, and that you will know that your portion of faith that God has for you is exceedingly and abundantly more than what you even need. It's enough for others also. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that your scriptures tell us that you can do far more exceedingly, abundantly more than we could ever hope or imagine. We thank you that when we have faith in you, it is a surety. It is a safe place to have faith. Help us to have faith in you today not only for ourselves, but for others also. Prompt us, lead us, guide us, sustain us through your faith and through our faith in you, in Jesus' name. Amen.